Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to VMB, the voice of Manhattan business, brought to you by the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, Bruce Hurwitz. You can find me on the web at hsstaffing.com. I hope everyone will be able to join me at uh, noon next Wednesday, when my guest will be Desiree Kinney from Mass Mutual New Jersey, NYC. We will be discussing creating a personal business plan. To learn about our future shows, please visit our website, thevoiceofmanhattanbusiness.com. And please remember to visit the events page on the Chamber's website, manhattancc.org, to learn about upcoming events on the Chamber's calendar. I am delighted to be joined today by Ann Kamen from New York Rand Company. We will be discussing millennials. Please remember the opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. If you have any questions, feel free to call in. The number is 805-243-1301 and dial 1 so I know you have a question. And welcome back to the show. Thanks so much, Bruce. Always a pleasure to be with you. Feeling is mutual. Now, for those who have not yet had the pleasure, please tell us about yourself and your company. Thank you. Um, yes, I'm Ann Kamen, uh, CEO and founder of the New York Grant Company, happily based in Lower Manhattan. We've been around for about 15 years, and we provide economic development consulting services for our clients who range all shapes and sizes and entire communities to help get them grants and tax breaks, energy discounts, and all kinds of things offered primarily by the government and by utilities uh, to help them grow their businesses and organizations, hire, train, invest in plant and equipment, build workforces, and um, help make the world a better place, hopefully. Well, thank you for that. And I just realized I made a mistake in the opening. Uh, next week, Desiree and I will, will not be discussing creating a personal plan, but creating a personal brand. So I apologize for that error. Now to our topic, millennials. Who or what is a millennial? God bless them all. And uh, to <laughs> those out there who are among the uh, privileged group, um, I say... Uh, Thank you, and you're the generation that may well save the world, and we need you. Um, Also known as Gen Y or Gen Me or Echo Boomers, there's some disagreement as to the exact parameters, but generally speaking, these are folks that were born between 1981 and 1997, so they're roughly ages 18 to 34 in this world. They follow the Gen X group and they follow uh, baby boomers. I'm I'm a late part of the baby baby boomers and millennials tend to be children of the baby boom generation. And for the first time recently they were identified as the largest living generation, uh the number one largest living generation on earth. Uh, 75.4 million in the U.S. between the ages of 18 and 34, surpassing the number of baby boomers in the United States for the first time in our history. It's predicted they're going to represent about uh, one half of the workforce 
in this country by the year 2020, and they are also identified as the highest educated, most diverse generation ever in our history. So it's quite an interesting group, to say the least. And why are they important? Well, sheer volume, of course, as per the last uh, stats I rattled off. And uh, with that comes buying power. With that comes political power, economic power, social involvement or not, uh, civic engagement or not, and, um, you know, just generally more influence and more of a presence in everything that we do on this planet. Uh, Certainly they affect all kinds of decisions being made by uh, sellers of products, by advertisers, by media, entertainment outlets, uh, politicians certainly, and really anybody else uh, that has a stake in the economic vitality of the world and and, uh, certainly a stake in business. If you you cannot ignore your millennials, they are funny a, a huge stake in our population, in our world, in our economy. It's funny you say that. A few weeks ago, I was speaking at the Science, Industry, and Business Library. I forget the exact title, but it was uh, something on effective job search strategies for "quote unquote" older workers. Mm-hmm. And everyone in the audience was a quote unquote older worker. Well, most of them were. What does that and mean? Over 30, Bruce? No, they were 50 and over. Oh, but God. there were a few. That, uh, I took your, um, your question seriously because there were a couple people in their 30s. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the way you prepare for an interview is the way you prepare for an interview. So there's no difference. You have to do the research whether you're 60 or whether you're 26. It, it makes no difference. So uh, that's why I said a few people. But the majority were older workers. And going back to what you were saying about the politics, what put them at ease was Bernie Sanders. Because mm-hmm. I said, look, you've got a 75-year-old man running for president and who are his supporters? The millennials. So if somebody is willing to quote-unquote hire a 75-year-old to be president of the United States, why would you think that they wouldn't be willing to hire you to be a whatever at their company? And then I said the cool important thing is to learn what it was that Bernie Sanders did to attract these millennials. And mm-hmm. that actually put them at ease. That is that's a very nice point. I like that. Thank you. I have yeah. my moments. And I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll, quit on it. I'll quit while I have my head and move on to the next question. What are the positive characteristics of millennials? Well, you know, it's a big generalization. Let's just put it that way at the outset. Um, you can't really give uh, 75.4 million people in this country uh, a common trait, right? But in in general, if we can go there, a lot of studies have been done by various institutes of all all persuasions. Let's put it that way, and and there are certain themes that come to the forefront. And on the positive side. Millennials are dubbed as more civic-minded, as more uh, community-minded on both a local and a global level. 
as more diverse, as more uh, uh, tolerant, confident, and more uh, environmentally and sustainability-minded, which is a good thing, uh, while also being practical in the sense of uh, knowing they need to earn a living. It's funny. There was a big debate on LinkedIn. Uh, somebody linked to a did an update with a link to an article that said that millennials are first and foremost interested in salary when looking for a job. And mm-hmm. I had just read an article in Inc. Magazine that said the exact opposite. Now, while salary was important, what was most important for them was the mission of the company, the company's ethics, mm-hmm. their values. And I just responded that there's a article that just came out and included the link, and it was amazing. The woman who first posted about salary wouldn't accept the fact that the article could possibly have been wrong, but the vast majority recognize what you just said, that they are very civic-minded, community-minded, planet-minded, if you will. Well, and I don't think it's a zero-sum game to be both mindful of the need to be paid commensurate with value and with what you need to get by in life, but also be civic minded, civic virtued and, and understanding that it's important to engage in society and politics and things outside of oneself. Absolutely. Now what would you say are the negative characteristics of millennials? As they Again, say, don't even get me started. Don't even get yeah. me started. Now I can, I can I can go on a millennial rant with the you best got 20 of them. Minutes. And from time to time, I've done that to the uh, to the horror of the people around me who uh, work for me or who are friends of mine who are in that generation. So apologies, uh, one and all, and and I'll take it right back as a baby boomer. I'm sure that uh, the faults are more than Philip an encyclopedia on my side of the fence, but. You know, the generality of the negatives on on millennials is that they are entitled, they are narcissistic, they are hard to to please, Um, it's the generation me, meaning me, 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 Uh, and uh, there's another term of art uh, known as trophy kids. Uh, These are children whose parents bent over backwards to reward them just for showing up and uh, would win trophies for placing last. Because it's important, isn't it, to reward everyone in participating in life. And so it's a, I suppose it's a gener- my generation is responsible for instilling some of these uh, characteristics. Uh, maybe we are too lax as a generation ourselves, and therefore our progeny are perhaps more entitled than our own or or the certainly the generation of my parents and your parents and our grandparents we didn't uh, but at the same time you know millennials haven't had it all that easy they went through the 2008 recession and that caused a lot of 
dislocation and changes in the assumptions, I think, that uh, about what this generation faces. Uh, it's not the world isn't all soft and fuzzy and rosy with unicorns. There there have been some hard times. I remember my my own uh, nieces and nephews try, at the top of their classes in good schools, graduating with honors, having a very hard time finding a job after um, after college. And and I know from getting resumes, you do too, you're in the staffing business, you know, people graduating with Harvard Law degrees having a hard time finding a job because the world of, of business uh, has changed so much and a lot of that has to do with the fallout of the Great Recession and millennials uh, are bearing a brunt of that by sheer numbers. You know, you you mentioned resumes, and I get them from every cohort imaginable. But a lot of millennials, well, everybody does it, but they'll write, you know, award-winning whatever. And when I ask them what the award is, it's like and they're not lying, and I'm not going to lie right now. It's the truth. I am an award-winning athlete. Now, you've seen me numerous times so that doesn't come as a shock to you but the sport was bowling and the award was for perfect attendance (laughs) now if i get up and say i'm an award-winning athlete i'm not lying but i'm making a fool out of myself (laughs) and that goes back to what you said at the beginning about all these uh, literally in this case i just realized that you said, you know, you get a trophy for showing up. And yes. they don't seem to get that there has to be substance behind the claim because you're going to be judged by somebody who is not a millennial. Yes. I mean, in in uh, I know in my generation, the baby boomers, we were we if you can generalize, are very uh competitive we we have been faced with the need to get ahead sometimes at all costs sometimes at the cost of our own families and and uh, health and and other things morals but uh there's there was a fierce competitive streak in my generation i remember coming out of school and um the choices of anybody who who was really trying to get ahead was well you're you're going to become a doctor or a lawyer and nobody thought about teaching cuz that was just too too soft we have mission what are you crazy um we've now a lot of us myself included have rethought that but at the time you know it was a very driven uh generation perhaps also uh very materialistic this this one the millennials seem to be less materialistic although we probably have more material wealth and more things to play with more play toys than ever before so you know it's it's fun to ban you know it's it's fun to consider it's also very interesting in a workplace to see how this all plays out kind of like horoscopes can you can you define who is a virgo versus who is a taurus 
uh, can you see who is a millennial versus who is a baby boomer? And I think certain patterns do tend to emerge. And where I find as a boss, I have to understand that and be prepared to uh, address it in a meaningful way and understand it. I had one executive recruiting client who called me up, and he was at his wit's end. He said, I really like her. She's doing a great job, but she's always walking around with the earbuds, and it's driving me crazy. I can't mm-hmm. get her to stop. And I had explained to him that in college, she's used to listening to music while studying. That's how she concentrates. Mm-hmm. So I suggested compromise only one earbud that way there she can hear you she can hear the phone ring and it actually worked it actually worked because it well, was I, funny I, I mean I know uh, millennials at work who use them to eliminate the ambient noise Is it we're, we live in a very noisy city in New York and so when you're on the subway or on the street it's 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 a good idea sometimes to dampen that. Hopefully you're not putting yourself in danger. But um, a little bit of a buffer may be a healthy thing, so you're not just bombarded with the the noise of the big bad city. At the good same point. time, it's it's important to tune in. And I, how many people do you now see just buried staring at their um, at their uh, mobile devices? 24/7 or at work this is the worst of the millennial traits if i may uh engage in texting while at the office that that drives me absolutely nuts and can get can get you fired frankly and oh, yeah. should and yeah, i was going to say and rightly so but the one that i just i mean uh, you know did you want to discuss the death penalty this is one that i would put on the people who walk around Manhattan looking at their phones, reading messages, texting, and not watching where they are going, bumping into people, and going into traffic. Oh, yeah, I know. It's it's a a shock to me that there aren't more people just flying through the air uh, on a daily basis because of that phenomenon. There has to be a word for that, you know, walking while texting. Stupid. Well, driving stupid, yeah. That's the word for it. <laughs> That's <Stupid>. the word. <laughs> now, just a reminder, you're listening to the Voice of Manhattan Business. My guest today is Ann Kamen from New York Rand Company, and we're discussing millennials. If you have any questions, feel free to call in. The number is 805-243-1301, and dial 1 so I know you have a question. Please remember the opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. And do non-millennials have to accommodate millennials, or is it the other way around? Well, when when you use the word accommodate, Bruce, I think of it in you're using it in some sort of HR term, as if there's um some disability that needs to be accommodated. <laughs> But I think I, I don't think that's the case. That the no, word is no, appropriate no, no. in that way. But accommodate in the sense of understand and make room for. Sure. First of all, 
they're the the hires of today and of the future. They're the generation of of, of my future for certain. So I, I need to accommodate millennials. Um, they certainly make up more than the majority of my um, my own staff, and will probably for the next decade or so. So um, in that sense, of course. And when you and accommodate to me, in that sense means understand, make room for, and uh, wrap my arms around if I can. You just said something very interesting that's totally off topic. What's that? And we won't get into it today. But you said your company in ten years' time, mm-hmm. and you find government funding for businesses. And the inference of your statement is that you believe that in a decade, the government will still be funding private business. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. That that, that, that might make a good topic for next year. But for right now, let's stick to millennials. Now, what's the best way for employers to get the most out of their millennial employees? I'm finding that it is useful to study, uh, that I've had to go back to reading articles and um, learned pieces, journals, on on what this generation is as a workforce and how to get along and, and how to reach uh, the folks that I need to reach who are millennials and how to be a better executive and manager and recruiter of of such folks and how how not to jump to the conclusions that oh you're you're just being entitled or you you don't have a sense of history um i could say those things when i get in my millennial rant but i have to stop and pay attention and go back and and read about what the phenomenon is and how to navigate through it because otherwise I am toast, frankly. I'm surrounded by millennials. I, I, they, they're more and more my, my customers, so they're, which means they're more and more my bosses, because I have to answer to my clients. Um, and certainly as an economic force, they're to be reckoned with. And I need to, to get that in order to be effective in my own life. It's funny, when you said study, I thought you were going to go to a totally different place and say it's important to read what they're reading. Well, yes, of course, that's actually really smart. Also understand the technology that they're using so that when, um, when, when hiring or dealing with uh, staff, I understand what an Instagram account means or... Uh, I was w- I've been with a fine, excellent, oh my gosh, over the moon group of millennials from China recently that are part of the MBA program at the New York Institute of Technology here in Manhattan, and uh, they all use something called WeChat, which is a uh, a new well new I don't know how new but it's a social media m- and tool whereby students and others set up WeChat pages and uh, 
find a way to communicate with each other via text, with pictures, on anything from what's happening at the school to different groups ha having different hobbies. We're going to set up a WeChat page just for Chinese uh, MBA students in New York who want to figure out what's going on in, in the New York business scene. It's quite exciting. So understanding the technology tools of today's millennials I think is absolutely critical and really a smart thing to do. I always thought WeChat was the Chinese uh, answer for um, Twitter. Yes, it is. they are apparently using it in that vein. Yes. Me. Now, I'm sorry, just in mid-cough. Um, what's the best way for millennials to advance in their careers? Well, I think it's to understand the generations around them, uh, my generation included, baby boomers, um, the ones coming behind them, the Gen Zers. Oh, gosh, can you imagine? And and then um, and, and perhaps be a little bit counterculture, if you will, and, and read history, read English literature, study art. Go back to some of the basics, is what I would call them, and um, think beyond their generation to to a more to a broader base, to folks who are older, as well as to the the, the groups coming behind them and the having a sense of one's place in the world. If if millennials are truly civic minded. And I, I generally think they are, and more community-minded than that means engaging in politics and society and things like education, um, uplifting folks around them, and uh, making the world a better place, really. i say that again. And I want to thank you. This has been a very interesting, entertaining, and um, I think a, the word pleasant would also be appropriate <laughs> interview. So I want to thank you. Well, thank you. You know, one last thing I wanted to note was mm -hmm. that last week the, the Alliance for Downtown New York, which is in lower Manhattan where I've been ensconced for the last 20 years, published a report saying that of the 30,000 young professional residents in Lower Manhattan, now over 70% are millennials. Unbelievable. They have a combined spending power of over $300 million. They're, they're, they're finding that they're spending uh, at least $1,000 per month going out and eating out at least 16 times a month. This is changing everything from how um, developers are developing living units to the way uh, commercial real estate uh, builders are are building office spaces. It's a phen phen phenomenal phenomena, and uh, it's a cool report that's published on the Downtown Alliance webpage. Well, thank you for sharing that. Sure. And I, we're, you're coming back on in... Uh, I think it's November 23rd, if I remember correctly, for our 
final, uh, yeah, for our final uh, show, and that will be on planning ahead trends for 2017 and beyond. So that should be fun. Excellent. I look forward to it. So thank you again. You're welcome. And as always, a special thank you to our listeners. And I am certain Anne joins me in wishing everyone a safe and prosperous week.